Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Last week, we tackled the key of D-flat major, focusing on harmonic development. And this week, an extensive workout in the key of D-flat major, melodically. So today, you are going to discover a key of D-flat major melodic workout. And you're going to learn how to think within the key of D-flat major melodically. And you are going to play the modes of the key of D-flat major using ascending and descending scale and arpeggio motion launching from various entry points. The root, third, fifth, seventh. And you are going to play melodic lines over the 2-5-1 progression using various eighth note rhythms focusing primarily on the eighth note triplet. Wow, we have a lot to get done today. So as I always like to say, regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, or even if you are a seasoned and experienced professional, you're going to find this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring a key of D-flat major melodic workout to be very beneficial. If you are new to Jazz Piano Skills, if you are a new Jazz Piano Skills podcast listener, I want to welcome you and personally invite you to become a Jazz Piano Skills member. All you have to do, visit jazzpianoskills.com. And once you arrive there at the homepage, you can poke around a little bit, explore all the abundance of jazz educational resources, materials, and services that are available for you and waiting for you to help you significantly improve your jazz piano skills. For example, as a jazz piano skills member, you have access to all of the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, and the play-alongs that are available for every weekly podcast episode. These are invaluable educational tools that you want to have in your hands as you're listening to each podcast episode, but you also want to have sitting on your piano as you are practicing as well. Also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have access to the sequential Jazz Piano Curriculum, which is loaded with comprehensive courses, all of them using a self-paced format, educational talks, there's interactive media, video demonstrations, and all 12 keys of the skill that is being explored, that is being taught. There are play-alongs and much more. You also, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, have a reserved seat in the online weekly masterclasses that I host every week, which are, in essence, a one-hour online lesson with me each and every week. You also, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, have access to the online interactive fake book which grants you access to jazz standards from the Great American Songbook. You'll, you'll be able to enjoy the chord changes lead sheets. There are harmonic function lead sheets, play-along files, historical insight, inspirational recordings, and much more. It's an ever-growing collection of tunes that you should absolutely discover, learn, and play. You also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have access to the private Jazz Piano Skills community, online community, which hosts a variety of engaging forums, podcast-specific forums, course-specific forums, and, of course, general jazz piano forums. 
you have access to all of them and you have the ability to contribute to them as well as benefit from them. I encourage you to absolutely share, engage, and grow in the jazz piano skills community. And last but certainly not least, you have access to unlimited, I'm going to say that again, unlimited private, personal, and professional educational support provided by me whenever and as often as you need it. Again, just visit jazzpianoskills.com. Check it out. Learn more about all of the wonderful educational opportunities that await you and how to easily activate your membership. Now, there are several membership plans to choose from, and I am certain there is one that is perfect for you. But nevertheless, once you get to Jazz Piano Skills and you poke around, you have some questions, please let me know. I'm always happy to spend some time with you and answer any questions that you may have and to help you in any way that I can. All right, let's discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Let's get after this key of D-flat major melodic workout. In January, we tackled a key of C major harmonic workout, followed immediately by a key of C major melodic workout. February, we jumped into a key of F major harmonic workout, once again followed by a key of F major melodic workout. March, we explored a key of B-flat major harmonic workout, followed by a key of B-flat major melodic workout. April, we embraced a key of E-flat major harmonic workout, followed by a key of E-flat major melodic workout. And in May, we continued our, our workouts with the key of A-flat major harmonic workout, followed by a key of A-flat melodic workout. Wow. So this month, June, guess what? We tackle the key of D-flat major. Last week, we did a key of D-flat major harmonic workout. And of course, this week, today, we're going to follow it up with the key of D-flat major melodic workout. <laughs> what a workout, right? Now, I have mentioned on several different occasions that even though we dive into and devote a lot of time, a lot of energy to these harmonic and melodic workouts, which we should absolutely be doing, the reality is that harmony and melody without rhythm remains simply stationary, as I like to say, or static. Bottom line, melody and harmony need rhythm. And without it, melody and harmony are just simply not very musical. And this is precisely why every harmonic and melodic workout includes various rhythmic skills, rhythmic patterns for you to study and practice. And again, the idea is that rhythm must be applied to harmony, must be applied to melody, if you truly want to develop professional jazz piano skills. Now, those of you who have been faithfully doing the various harmonic and melodic workouts since the start of the year know that we started on a mission with the key of C major back in January, and we are making our way around the entire circle of fifths, of course, counterclockwise, with the goal of, by the end of the year, having successfully spent quality time with all 12 keys. 
Additionally, as we move around the circle of fists throughout the year, we will be gradually increasing the intensity and the complexity of our rhythmic application to our harmony and to our melody. Moving through and experiencing all 12 keys is absolutely essential. And I tell students all of the time, and you've heard me say this many times, that if you want to become more comfortable with the key of C, then practice in the key of F. And if you want to get more comfortable with the key of F, practice in the key of B flat. And if you want to get more comfortable with the key of B flat, practice in the key of E flat and so on. You get my point, right? And if you don't get my point, my point is that we get better in all keys when we strategically and continually move through the keys. Right? And do not make the mistake of thinking that one key must be mastered before moving on to the next key. This, my friend, is a very slow approach to practicing and to studying jazz that produces, quite frankly, minimal, if any, results and actually impedes your musical growth. Right? The other point is that Familiarity with all 12 keys is necessary if you want to play jazz standards, jazz literature. And why is that? Because most tunes, as you know, move through several keys. So the bottom line is simply this. We have to become comfy playing in all 12 keys. I've stated this before as well, that based on years of teaching experience, by far, it is the rhythmic dimension of music that is the main stumbling block for most students. And in fact, when it comes to playing rhythm, I have found that most students guess at how rhythms are supposed to be played. And the truth of the matter is that if you are guessing at rhythm, I guarantee it, your internal sense of time is way off. And if your internal time is way off, you're playing. <laughs> I don't care how many right notes you play or how many, how many right chords you play. Your playing is simply not good if your internal sense of time is off. And that is why you have, you have to make a personal commitment to practicing rhythm, which is practicing time. You have to practice rhythm, time, harmonically, as we do in our harmonic workouts, and you have to practice rhythm, time, melodically, as we do in our melodic workouts. And ironically, rhythm, time, is the most important aspect of music, and we discuss it and we practice it the least. This is precisely why most people have difficulty becoming an accomplished jazz musician. And I cannot begin to tell you how many students over the past 30 years who have come to me with a solid melodic and harmonic technique. They have, they have a phenomenal understanding of voicings and chord scale relationships, improvisational approaches, but yet they struggle to play jazz. And why is this? The answer is simple. Rhythm. They are rhythmically deficient. And therefore, their time is all over the map. And therefore, they have difficulty playing jazz. 
So my goal with these strategic and consistent harmonic and melodic workouts is, is to help you not only develop sufficient harmonic and melodic jazz piano skills, but to make sure that you gain a proficient understanding of rhythm. And as a result, develop a solid internal sense of time. Now, last week with our key of D-flat harmonic workout, I introduced rhythms focusing primarily on the eighth note triplet. And today we follow the same game plan, the application of rhythmic ideas melodically, focusing once again on the eighth note triplet. But as always, I want to stress the importance of doing the entire key of D-flat major melodic workout and not just simply jumping to the last lead sheet in your podcast packet, Skill 25, to attack the melodic rhythms. Now, you can take a peek at it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you can download, print print your packet and take a peek at those, at those rhythms to see what's, what's around the corner. But... Make sure that you spend time with skills 1 through 24 before jumping into skill 25. And why? Because you have to have a functional command of your scales and arpeggios in the key of D-flat major before you can begin applying rhythm to them. As I like to say, you have to bake a cake before you decorate the cake. So remain disciplined, as I know you will, and spend time with skills 1 through 24 before tackling skill 25. So you will find in your Lead Sheets podcast packet, as you did with our last five melodic workouts, in the key of C, F, B flat, E flat, and A flat, all 24 skills laid out for you. So let's just do, I just want to do a real quick review before Moving on. Skills one through four, as you can see. Explore the modes in ascending root position, plus first, second, and third inversion. Skills five through eight, modes once again descending this time in root position, plus first, second, and third inversion. Skills nine through 12 are the arpeggios ascending in root position, plus first, second, third inversion. Skills 13 through 16, Arpeggios descending root position plus first, second, and third inversions. Skills 17, 251 ascending scale motion, root, third, fifth, seventh entry on the two chord. Skill 18, the 251 progression descending scale motion, and once again, root, third, fifth, seventh entry on the two chord. Skill 19, 251 ascending arpeggio motion with our entry points on the two chord being the root third fifth and seventh scale 20 251 descending arpeggio motion and again entry point on the two chord being the root third fifth and seventh scale 21 36251 progression ascending scale motion root third fifth seventh entry on the two chord Skill 22, 3, 6, 2, 5, 1 progression, descending scale motion with root 3rd, 5th, 7th entry on our 2 chord. Skill 23, our 3, 6, 2, 5, 1 progression again, this time ascending arpeggio motion 
with our entry points on the two chord being the root, third, fifth, and seventh. And then finally, scale 24, three, six, two, five, one progression with descending arpeggio motion. And once again, our entry points on the two chord being our root, third, fifth, and seventh. Wow. So after you have thoroughly completed your workout, scales one through 24, then you can turn your attention to playing scale 25, which challenges you with 12 melodic improvisational lines using various eighth note triplet configurations. So the educational agenda for today is as follows. Number one, we are going to explore the key of D-flat major melodically. And number two, we're going to play 12 melodic ideas using ascending and descending scale and arpeggio motion. Number three, all melodic ideas will be applied to the 2-5-1 progression in the key of D-flat major, which is E-flat minor 7 to A-flat dominant 7 to D-flat major 7. All melodic lines will be played using a relaxed ballad and light swing groove with various tempos. Tempo of 70, tempo of 90, and a tempo of 110. Two times through each tempo. And five, all melodies will be played using a single note right hand melodic treatment. Okay, so before we go any further, if you are a Jazz Piano Skills member, I want you to take a few minutes right now, hit that pause button, access, download and access, print your podcast packets, your illustrations, and your lead sheets, your play-alongs. And once again, you have access, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have access to all of the podcast packets, and you should be absolutely using them when listening to this podcast episode and of course, you should be using them when practicing. So if you are listening to this podcast episode on any of the popular podcast directories, such as Apple or Google, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, on and on and on, then be sure to go directly to the jazzpianoskillspodcast.com website, jazzpianoskillspodcast.com to download your podcast packets and you will find the active download links within the show notes. And one final but extremely important note that I include in every podcast episode. If you are listening and you are thinking that the key of D flat major melodic workout and the various skills that we are about to discover, learn and play. If you're thinking, Whoa, this is way over my head, then I would say to you, no, it's not. Sit back, relax. Just continue to listen and continue to grow your jazz piano skills intellectually by just simply listening to this podcast episode. Think about it. All skills, when first introduced, are over our heads. And that is precisely why when all new skills are introduced, the very first step that we need to take is to just simply listen. So do not shy away from conversations discussing foreign topics or using unfamiliar terms. Stepping outside of our music comfort zone, which we need to do, spawns musical growth, significant musical growth. As you all have heard me say a million times, 
all musical growth begins upstairs, conceptually, mentally, before it can come out downstairs physically in our hands. So just simply listen to this podcast now to discover and learn. The play will come in time. (laughs) I guarantee it. It always does. Okay, so let's jump in to skill 25. Right, are 12 melodic lines. I want to walk you through each of these lines today. And the very first thing I want to say is that every single one of these 12 melodic line lines use only diatonic notes. In other words, notes directly from the D flat major scale. None of these lines are using any notes that fall outside of the key of D flat major. So that in and of itself should be comforting. And if you've already done your work with uh, skills one through 24, you are in fantastic, fantastic shape. So let's look at letter A, line A. Okay, we have our eighth note triplets in measure one, measure two, and measure three. Measure one and two, those eighth note triplets fall on count two. And then it shifts in measure three. The eighth note triplet appears on count one. All right, we have some backside eighth notes or eighth notes that fall on the backside of the beat in measure three on count four. And then again in measure four on counts one and two. So uh, some tricky uh, rhythmic ideas going on here that you have to count carefully. But again, I'm starting at a tempo of 70. And I'm going to play through this line two times at 70, and then you'll hear the tempo change to 90. And I'm going to play through the line again two times. And then the tempo will change once again to 110. And once again, I will play through the line twice. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's take a lesson to line letter A and see what we think. Here we go. Check it out. fun, right? (laughs) It's fun. You know, the challenge here with these triplets, with these eighth note triplets, challenges is not to rush them. Do not play them like two eighth notes followed by a quarter note. (laughs) And I think the best way to make sure that you're articulating these eighth note triplets correctly is to basically say the word, right? Triplet. 
So that measure one would be one triplet three four, right? So be articulating vocally the rhythm and it will make a huge difference in how you uh, articulate it and actually play it, okay? So now let's take a look at line B, letter B. Once again, we have eighth note triplets in measures one and measure two. Uh, some nice scale motion in measure two using that eighth note triplet, triplet at the beginning of the line. And uh, we have a little descending uh, arpeggio motion in measure one. So let's bring the ensemble back in and let's listen to letter B and check it out. Here we go. Nice idea. In fact, as you start to work through these lines and you start to hear these triplets under your fingers, I guarantee you're going to start going like, wow, these lines are actually starting to really sound very jazz-like. The triplet rhythm is laced through jazz literature. So the time that you spend mastering this rhythmic idea and internalize it to where it becomes a natural feel for you is time very well spent. Okay, let's look at letter C. We have some ascending thirds in measure one, followed by an eighth note triplet on count four. And then we take that very same idea in measure two. We continue with our ascending thirds, followed by an eighth note triplet, on count four. Then in measure three, we have a nice descending arpeggio idea using an eighth note triplet. Wow, this is going to be fun. So let's bring the ensemble back in. Let's take a listen to letter C. Let's check it out and see what you think. Here we go.
Very nice indeed. And and again, once again, uh, when improvising, when playing, repetition is a very good thing. Quite often we tend to think as as we're developing our improvisational skills that if for some reason we repeat a motif or an idea, that for some reason that's kind of a lack of creativeness, which couldn't be further from the truth. Anything worth saying once is worth repeating. And anything not worth saying or not worth repeating is not worth saying once, right? So when you play and you have an idea that is a good idea, nothing wrong with repeating it as we did in letter C with those ascending thirds followed by a triplet and then followed right back up with more ascending thirds followed by a triplet. So do not be afraid of repetition. Speaking of repetition, let's look at line letter D. And check this out. Do not be afraid of stationary improvisation as well. Look at measure one. Staying right with the exact same note, right? Same note on that B flat. And then we move up a step to C and we repeat using the same note. We create an idea using the same. So look, we got the same note going on here, two different notes and using the same melodic idea motif, repeating that as well. So quite a bit of lessons to be revealed and learned and studied in measures one and two of letter D. Then in measure three, we have our ascending, descending eighth note triplets uh, using uh, our arpeggio motion through the entire line. So this is going to be a fun. This is going to be a fun and interesting line. So let's let's bring the ensemble back in and let's check out letter D. Here we go. Right, using a single note to create a melodic, uh, to create a rhythmic idea when improvising, is fantastic. All right, so now let's look at letter E. The challenge here, right? You don't play anything until the end of four in measure one, <laughs> right? The backside of four in measure one. So you, you have to count. And I'm telling you, it's always so difficult to play silence. It's very hard to play nothing, but you have to do so in letter E. And then we come right out of that on the end of four with uh, triplets on counts one and three, eighth note triplets on counts one and three of measure two. And then look at the craziness in three and four. All of these 
eighth notes falling on the back side of count two, of count three, of count four, of count one and two and measure four. Wow. Okay, I'm going to play through this as I have been doing, right? Two times each tempo, 70, 90, 110, each uh, repeated twice, okay, at each tempo. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's check out letter E. Here we go. Absolutely love it. You know, you may have been thinking like, uh, well, okay, we have to deal with these eighth notes that fall on the the back side of beats here in these in some of these rhythmic lines. But thank goodness that we don't have any of those eighth quarter eighth patterns that we had to deal with last week. Well, think again. Check out letter F right out of the box here, right out of the shoot and measure one. Right, we have our eighth note quarter eighth pattern on counts one and two, and then again on counts three and four. We come out of that with eighth note triplets back to back in measure two. And then we have a descending line using our eighth quarter eighth rhythm again in measure three. And we have another eighth note triplet in measure four. Wow. Okay, well, I guess we have to deal with this rhythm, right? The eighth quarter eighth pattern along with our eighth note triplets. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's take a listen to letter F again, two times through at each tempo, 70, 90, and 110. Here we go. Check it out.
Well, that concludes six out of the 12 rhythmic lines. All of them very interesting and very intriguing with these eighth note triplets and various eighth note patterns. But we have more work to do. We have six more lines to explore. This is going to be fun. So let's look at letter G. And you can just visually look at letter G and go, what the heck? I mean, look, at we got eighth note triplets on count all, on all four beats in measure one, all four beats in measure two. And these are descending eighth note triplets that are ascending. I want to say that again. These are eighth note triplets that are descending, ascending. And you can visually see that. And then we have in measure three, we have, oh, we have a new a new little rhythm to deal with. We have a dotted quarter eighth combination on counts one and two, and then again on counts three and four. Wow, this is going to be great fun. So let's bring the ensemble in, and let's check out letter G. Here we go. Maybe not so much, right? In the key of D flat, we got a lot of flats to deal with. But uh, you'll find once you put your fingers on it, it's not as crazy as it looks. So, all right, let's move on to letter H. And letter H, uh, we have eighth note triplets in measure one, measure two, and of course, measure three and measure four. So, uh, all four measures we have to deal with our eighth note triplets. Okay, we have tied notes in there as well, which make this very challenging. You have to count through those tied notes to get to a eighth note, single eighth note on the end of four in measure one and on measure two. So the challenge here is not to to anticipate that eighth note on the end of four too soon, right? So be careful with all of the tied notes in measure one, tied notes in measure two, and we have tied notes in measure three going into measure four. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out. And once again, three tempos, 70, 90, 110, each played, the line played twice at each tempo. Here we go. Let's check it out.
All right, letter I. Letter I. We have uh, eighth note triplets again in measure one, measure two, and measure three. Arpeggio, descending arpeggio motion, right, in measure one and two. And it's a kind of a repeated motif, a repeated idea again between measure one and two, followed by straight scale motion in measure three leading into measure four. And again, I just reminding, want to remind you, all of these lines that you're hearing right now that I'm going through, all of them, diatonic notes only. Notes in the key of D-flat major only. Okay? And even with that, these lines sound fantastic. Right? We don't have to include a lot of notes outside of the key to create interesting and intriguing melodic ideas. So, okay, let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check out letter I. Here we go. Onward to letter J. Look at this. We have tons of triplets again, right? In measure one, we have a couple eighth note triplets. Measure two, a couple eighth, eighth note triplets. Measure three, two more eighth note triplets. It's tied notes in there again to trip you up, so count carefully. Uh, we have descending triplets that create ascending motion again, right? And then in measure three, we have these back-to-back -back eighth note triplets descending using arpeggio motion, which can be a little tricky as well. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's take a listen to letter J and see what we think. Here we go. Check it out.
Did you hear anything familiar in letter J with those eighth note triplets? With those descending triplets? Did you hear that they were using intervals of a fourth? Fourthy patterns, right? Yeah. So very nice, a very nice effect playing triplets using force. Very contemporary sound. Uh, and mimics our shell voicings, our contemporary shell voicings that we use in our left hand. So I just wanted to bring bring that point to your attention. All right. So when you play through it again, pay attention to that, not only physically, but orally as well. Okay, so that was a lot of uh, arpeggio motion in letter J using fourthy intervals. Uh, so now let's take a look at letter K. And finally, we have some nice scale motion, right? Measure one, we have ascending scale motion with a triplet, uh, eighth note triplet there on count two. I want, though, to draw your attention to measure three and four. It's, it's kind of a tricky little melodic motif where the emphasis is being placed, those eighth note triplets on count two, count four of measure three, and then again on count two of measure four. It's it's tricky, right? Especially with those tied notes in there um, to play through that line correctly without rushing through it. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's listen to letter K and see what we think. Here we go. Check it out. We are down to our last melodic line for today, letter L. And you know what? Letter J was so nice with those fourthy voicings. I mean, those fourthy intervals in our in our melodic line. Let's do that. Let's do a little bit more of that. Look at look at what's happening there in measure one in letter L. We have a lot of eighth note triplets on every single beat of the measure. And once again, these eighth note triplets are built using the interval of a fourth. It's a great sound. And then we have an eighth note triplet in measure two. We have some nice eighth note patterns to end up the end of measure two and, and measure three. We got a nice whole rest in measure four. How nice is that? Right? So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's listen to these fourthy triplets, eighth note triplets, as they descend in measure one. And let's take a listen to the entire line and see what we think. Here we go. Check it out. 
you have your work cut out for you. Those lines, these lines using the eighth note triplet rhythm is are not easy, right? They're all diatonic motion, but they're not easy. Uh, so it's going to be a, it's going to be a challenge, but it's going to be a challenge as I mentioned earlier, well worth it because as you get familiar with the eighth note triplet, and you can begin to incorporate that into your improvisational uh, vocabulary, you will find that your playing automatically takes a huge leap forward to sounding like authentic jazz. So, as always, right, we have unpacked a ton of information in this podcast episode. Uh, and I cannot stress to you enough how important it is that you spend time becoming familiar with the diatonic melodic shapes, the scales and arpeggios of the key of D flat major before attacking scale 25 with all these melodic lines. Having a command of ascending and descending scale motion within the framework of a key, modes, if you will, is a huge step towards developing really mature improvisational skills. And likewise, having a command of ascending and descending arpeggio motion outlining the harmonic shapes of the key, right, equally important. Then being able to easily apply the ascending and descending scale and arpeggio shapes of a key to common progressions like we did today with the 2-5-1 progression, it's a big time jazz piano skill that must be strategically studied and practiced if, if you are serious about becoming an accomplished jazz pianist. Now, as always, when you combine last week's lesson, the key of D-flat major harmonic workout, with this week's lesson, the key of D-flat major melodic workout, you have an incredible one-two punch that will have you well on your way to mastering feeling very, very comfortable with the key of D-flat major, right? Not only that, you will continue to solidify a practice blueprint as we have been doing throughout this year, a practice blueprint that you can use, that you can replicate in other keys, right? Which is, this is exactly the whole point of what, 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 why we're doing what we're doing throughout this entire year of 2022. And I said it last week, and I want to stress it again today. If you hang in there with me this year, from beginning to end, you're going to experience a ton of jazz piano growth. You will love, absolutely love where you are musically at the end of the year, for sure. Once again, I want to encourage you to use the podcast packets that you have access to, the illustrations, the lead sheets, and the playlongs to guide you, right? And you've heard me say this over and over and over again. I'm going to say it again. Conceptual understanding determines your physical development. So the time that you invest studying, the time that you spend, spend mapping out all of these melodic exercises using the illustrations is time very well spent. The return on your investment cannot be adequately expressed. No way. And as always, <laughs> I got to remind you every, every month, every week, I got to remind you every week, right? Be patient. Be patient. Developing mature and professional jazz piano skills takes time. 
So begin structuring your practice after the plane demonstrations that I modeled for you this week, last week, and this week in the podcast episodes exploring the key of D-flat major, and you will begin to see, you'll begin to feel, and you will begin to hear your musical progress. Well, I hope you have found this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring a key of D-flat major melodic workout to be insightful and, of course, beneficial. And don't forget, if you are a Ensemble Jazz Piano Skills member, I will see you online Thursday evening at the Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass, 8 p.m. Central Time, to discuss this podcast episode lesson, Exploring the Key of D-Flat Major Melodic Workout in Greater Detail, and of course, to answer any questions that you may have about the study of jazz in general. Likewise, be sure, once again, use those educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs, not only for this podcast lesson, but for all of the podcast episodes that are out there at Jazz Piano Skills. And also check out the Jazz Piano Skills courses. They will maximize your musical growth. Make sure you are also an active participant in the Jazz Piano Skills community. Get out there. Get involved. Introduce yourself. Meet some new Jazz Piano Skills friends. It's always a great thing to do. You can always reach me by phone at 972-380-8050. That's my office number here at the Dallas School of Music. By email, Dr. Lawrence, drlawrence at jazzpianoskills.com. Or you can use the nifty little speak pipe widget that is found throughout the entire Jazz Piano Skills website. Well, there is my cue. That's it for now. And until next week, enjoy the key of D-flat major melodic workout. And most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.